0: welcome everyone to another episode of the global cte podcast where we find amazing rock stars in cte who are really doing the work to share best practices it's our goal to wrap a blanket of goodwill around the cte community and try to share these things to help prepare our students for success in the global marketplace today is no different i want to welcome My good friend Adam Shaw from South Dakota to the show today. Let me tell you about Adam. Adam is the high school principal at Madison High School in South Dakota, a school that truly is doing an outstanding job at giving students hands-on CTE experiences that give them early exposure to high-need jobs and careers of the future. In his previous roles, he has served as city commissioner of Madison, South Dakota and superintendent of Marion School District. Adam, welcome to the show. I'm excited welcome. about this conversation. Welcome. It's good to see you again. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, so uh so just quick quick backstory here. Adam and I met uh not too long ago at the South Dakota Summer CTE conference. Um you Know salute to all my good friends in South Dakota. And he and I just connected. I think we were at the coffee truck. We were, yep. <laughs> and uh we were just having a, a great conversation. You we sharing so many insights about uh the things he's doing at his school, uh the collaboration, the partnership. So I was like, man, we have to have you on the show just to to share this with the with the community across the country. So I'm sure. excited to have you, man. Yeah, it'll be good. I'm looking so, forward
1: to so it. So
0: let's 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 jump right into it. Um I know you do a great job with with really uh, elevating your students' interests and, and helping them find uh, careers or educational experiences that they care about. So, talk to me a little about your thought process around uh, piquing students' interest sure. and trying to help direct them to careers.
1: Sure. You know, we're pretty intentional on in how we do it. We actually start with them in and when they're in eighth grade. Um, we do, we have a, they've developed a careers class for us down in the eighth grade, um, and they, they look at the variety of careers, et cetera. Um, and then um, our CT director, who is Lori Christensen, who is the state president or what past president now um, for SDACTE, really spends some time working with those kids as we transition them into the high school. Um, and then as we you know, develop their schedules, um, we really try to gear them towards things that do interest them. Um, we have a variety of CTE offerings in the high school year. Even as a small school, we have a ton of the clusters in place. So um, we're, we're pretty focused on tying what their interests are, to what our needs are in our community. Um, mm-hmm. I I always hope we can keep our kids here. We know that a lot of them leave, but a lot of them come back too. And um, I feel like it's our job to prepare them for life outside of here. So we were, I we're love really it. focused I love on it. that.
0: Talk, talk to me more about um, the needs of the community. Like that, I, I love when I hear <clears throat> um, school leaders talking about, like that's the starting point yeah. so that education is supporting the jobs that the community needs. So like, how do you go about, I guess, assessing that or, or yep. figuring out what the community needs?
1: Sure. You know, I started in Madison in 2013 and our previous superintendent and I went to a business meeting and we went by Gale manufacturing and there was a sign in the front yard that said help wanted thousand uh, dollar signing bonus, whatever the case may be. And I looked at him and I said, how do you think we can help them? So that's kind of how it really began. And um, we spent, you know, the next week or two trying to figure things out. We actually called the, the CEO out at the, uh, Gale and had a meeting with him. And that's kind of how the inception began of what we do. Um, but we really focus on, you know, that important part of what are the community needs? What, you know, we have a very low unemployment rate in South Dakota. Um, and they're, they're, our, our employers are, you know, crying for help. I get emails multiple times a month for, you know, people want help and they'll hire our kids. And, um, so I feel like it's pretty important that we really service them because they, as taxpaying citizens in this community help fund us. So <laughs> I feel like it's our job to help them at the same time. So, um, You know, we do a lot of the introductory things in the building, and then we get them out into the workforce and really train them that way as well. Um, Really, one of the biggest things we do is we have a a task force or community-based business leadership team that we meet with probably two to three times a year, um, assessing what their needs are, um, one of the, you know, what can we do to help them. Um, and really we, we built a course off of that a couple of years ago called employability and we teach our kids soft skills and interviewing skills and, you know, how do I call my boss and, you know, calling sick then just sending a text and not responding. So we really yeah. focused on, um, some of let's their stay, main needs.
0: Let's stay there for a second, Adam, yep. because I, I didn't think we would go into the soft skills yep. in there, but like. So, so what were some insights that you heard from the business community to make you think that we need to better prepare? Like, how can we get this soft skill thing going sooner? Yeah, I think that's the,
1: that was, they were pulling their hair out and, you know, kids communicate very differently than you and I probably communicate. Um, we didn't have the handheld technology in the world at our hands when we were kids and they do. Um, and I, I even see it with my own children, sometimes I have to sit on the couch and text with them to get them to communicate with me. That's just the nature <laughs> of how they are. They're programmed that way. Um, so we really wanted to focus and hone in on those important soft skills. How do you communicate? How do you have a conversation? How do you visit with your boss when you're having issues? Um, so we really spend a lot of time. We you know In order for our kids to go out on internship, they have to have employability from us. Um, and that's all been developed through our CTE group in the community.
0: That's, that's awesome. How so, how do um, can you talk to me a, a little more about that class or like what are some things that are happening in that employability? Because I'm I'm interested in this because um, I was speaking at a, a another conference, the Caps Network, and I was on their um, a panel for durable skills. Sure, and we were talking about how this research project had been done over studying like over 80 million job postings. Mm-hmm. And it was highlighting these things that, that link to employability skills, like communication, yep. collaboration, yep. you know, some metacognition, some of those kinds of things. So I'm curious yep. what, uh, you what, know, you guys... we
1: do interviewing based skills where they have okay. to we bring people in from the community and we do interviews. Um, we do resume development for them. Um, You know, just talking about the basic soft skills, um, there was a program that the state developed and I can't pull the name off the top of my head, but we use that, but it's not a full semester. So this class, when we developed it, we have, we had no curriculum, um, nothing. So we've kind of built it from the ground up and it's been quite successful. Um, I I think uh, our kids, you know, have have embraced it. Um, You know, it takes kids outside the box. I think that's what's important. You know there
0: especially box. especially the digital natives i've seen things uh it was was it a teacher someone told me they were like a kid sent them an email like with their first name and like you know like like mm-hmm. hey adam and it's like yep. hey man you're like a you're a sophomore you should yeah. say mr mr shaw yeah <laughs> Like yep, we get that. <laughs> <laughs> like Adam. It's, yep. it's like, no, that's that's not right. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. That's that's how they operate though. And and I think it's, it's, we still need exactly. to embrace we I feel like we truly need to embrace how they think as well. Um yes. I think it's very important that we have to instill good character and good values in kids, but we also need to understand where they come from as well. Um, it's there. and I'm a firm believer, it's their education we just lead them on that path. They have to take out of it what they want. Um, so, and, I, and we've been very fortunate and very successful. And and I feel like our kids really do care about their education and really do care about where they're heading in life. Um,
0: and, 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 and it sounds like you, you're doing a good job of, uh, of really helping to guide them on that journey. Yep. So let's, let's go back to uh, one of those partnerships T- talk to yep. me more about that. Um, I think you said like Gale manufacturing Yep. yep. And is that, that's a, a tie in with your welding sure. program. Yep.
1: yep. So we run, uh, an AFNR, you know, program. So we have FFA and, um, uh, into uh, structures and uh-huh. you know also welding. Um, so we provide our kids like an introductory welding class. They learn how to do basic welding um, and then from that point if those kids that are truly interested in welding um, we run um, more of a advanced welding so they do like a design build. So um, one of the projects that our ag kids have done in the years if we is they build ice houses Um, so in that welding class, they actually, we have a partnership with some other businesses and they give us the metal, but we, um, build the frames, they build the ice shack from the ground up. So they build the framing, et cetera. So that's all done in our advanced class. At that point, if I got kids that are really that that's the path they're going to go, then they have the opportunity, um, to go out to the Gale Manitou factory, um, and they have a welding lab where they teach people how to weld. Um, Gail provides the floor supervisor that runs the welding in the, in the building. And he takes those kids through um, introductory welding through Lake Area Technical Institute. So our kids are getting dual credit welding at the same time. Um, they go through more of the wire feed welding and the industrial side of things. Um, So our, our hope is to more fast track those kids through that system up in Watertown so we can get them back into the businesses in our community.
0: Man, that's awesome. And, and, and then those kids, because they're, they're there at the, at the facility, it's a high likelihood that, that they could be offered jobs. Yep. Um, could. yep they could, man, that's, that's, that's awesome. So yep. I, I just like, you just really you kind of like told a whole story here. Uh, yep, you saw a sign. Yep,
1: that's,
0: <laughs> that's how that. it started. Yep. we're hiring. Yep, and then having because I think some people get caught up in well, how do we establish these partnerships? Yeah, and it's one thing, yes, to wait for the inbound, but yep. also if you know what you have at your school and what you're trying to do to best prepare these kids, it is yep. the reaching out like and so i i appreciate you sharing that level of uh of advocacy for you know for the school for the district and for the students yeah. and then how that's led to strengthening the program from the entry level classes to getting them real world experience yeah. on the manufacturing floor collaboration with with those teachers and then they also talk to me about the dual credit part so then sure. there's a
1: Yep, so we have a dual credit component as well. And it's, it's in multiple things that we do. The welding okay. is just one example, um, but we offer them the opportunity. I think they can get up to three dual credits that semester through Lake Area Tech. Um, so it takes a, you know, a couple of their classes off when they get to Watertown. So it's less that they have to pay for, it's cheaper. Um, I think we're f- like $48 a credit hour um, when we do dual credit. Um, here's, and here's the biggest piece I think that's been unique is when we started this, you know, we wrote a grant in 2013, 14, um, the governor had put money out to strengthen CTE programs. He was pretty passionate about CTE. Um, I wrote a grant after we saw this sign then, and I thought it was a shot in the dark. I thought there was no way we were going to get funded, um, just because it was kind of outside the box. Um, I did get a phone call late in December that I needed to be in peer because we were going to be, you know, some of it was going to be funded. So we drove out to Pier to the Capitol and for a big announcement and we were funded at $375,000 to enhance our CTE programs. Um, a lot of money for us. And, um, I honestly, when I developed the, the grant and the cost, et cetera, I, I seriously thought it was going to cost us a fair amount of money to develop the program, um, in our process and in the time we developed that with Gail and Man- Gail Manitou, the, the plant manager at the time, um, I, I just said, what do we got to pay? You? you know, we want to make sure we reimburse your, your floor guy. And he just looked at me and said, you're not paying us a dime. Um, philanthropically, they should, he felt they should be giving back to the community and the school. And this was their way of doing that. So yeah. it cost us nothing to develop this. Um, yeah. It was just a matter of making a phone call and just reaching out.
0: Man. Um, That's at Adam that is it says something about you who you are as a, as a person as a leader but sometimes we have to go out and play in that gray area of like yeah. I don't know exactly yeah. how this can work but you don't know until you ask yeah. right and and I yeah. think that spirit of collaboration the community other companies they want they want to support Like what's happening in education Mm -hmm. uh, for multiple reasons, you know, philanthropically, like you said, but then also it's helping to start that pipeline into their workforce earlier.
1: Well, and I tell our, I tell you know, our CT group that we have that we are your pipeline. We have your resources. Um, All those kids that leave here are going to have jobs. Um, And our job is to get them ready for them and, and, provide them those opportunities. Um, you know, I think that's, that's been the most unique part of what we do. Um, you know, I'll just touch on, we have a partnership with the dealership in town and
0: yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Tell me about that with, yeah, the, with so the Ford or GM or
1: it's a Ford GM dealership. Okay. So they got two separate buildings. Um, okay. and one of the, you know, pieces is, you know, I happen to be friends with a guy that owns the business, but he and I got visiting one day and he said, you know, it costs him thousands of dollars to send his guys to be trained at mechanic schools and they get them trained and they leave. And so his hope is to try and keep them around. So when we wrote that grant originally, I thought it was going to cost us all this money and we had 12 months to get the money expended. So that's a lot of money to spend in 12 months. And then all of a sudden I can't spend it because nobody wants it. (laughs) And so I actually wrote an email to the governor and I just asked him, I said, you know, we formed this partnership with Prostralos and I'd really like to build an auto shop on the back of our building. We had an old existing auto shop. It it needed a ton of renovation. By the time we did that, it was just probably more advantageous for us to build one. So we... Uh, through our partnership with the Ford dealership down there, they, the manager of the Ford dealership, it came up and then we worked with uh, an auto body dealer in town and we developed this shop and it's actually modeled off their Ford building, the same lifts, all of that stuff. And when I wrote the letter, email the governor petitioning to keep that money and use it, He gave us full clearance. So we built about a quarter million dollar auto shop on the back of our building at absolutely zero dollars to our taxpayers. Um, Wow. So it's all built based off of that. Um, Then in the meantime, we build a partnership with a co-op in town and the co-op will come in and teach the kids how to change their oil and help them and then provide the oil and filters for them. Um, Prostralo gives us free vehicles to tear apart. Um, So... I, I, that's where I've always struggled is like, I want to, you know, pay these people, but really in the end we are, because we're providing them service and we're providing them kids, hopefully in the future. Um,
0: 100, 100% you're, you're paying it for it, not just with dollars, but in, in preparation. And, And it's something too, like, I mean, you know how it is. Like when you're able to offer mentorship or support, to a student and, and and be a part of that aha moment when they're like, Oh, this is who I am. Like I can go into automotive, I can find success in welding or aviation, man. That's, that's an altruistic kind of thing there. um, That's that's really something special.
1: And I think that's probably what makes it so unique is, you know, that, that stigma of, you know, dirty careers or, you know, that welding's a dirty job. It's not. I mean, if you go out and tour the Gale Manufacturing Plant out here, you know they they use robotic welding, and the plant is you could pretty you know it's, it's clean. And you know I, I think the the dealerships they they mop and scrub the floors every night. It's not a dirty career, and mm-hmm. I think we've gotten I think we've taken that stigma away and and really get kids to understand that. I can make a six-figure job being an auto mechanic. I can be an electrician and and make a very very good living. And I think that's what's important.
0: So yeah, no, that's 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 really powerful. Talk to me about um, what you know. What before I move on to the next thing, do, do you think it's something? This level of collaboration is it something mm-hmm. special about the South Dakota community, or that like like?
1: A good question. You know. <laughs> I would say yes, to a certain extent. I do think so. I think the the community in South Dakota is very friendly, um, very open. Um, they're passionate about education. They're passionate yeah. about kids. They're passionate about you know their own in business. I I, and I think, like I said earlier, it's just a matter of picking up a phone and making a phone call. That's really what it boils yeah. down to.
0: Yeah, people want. I, I felt like there was just when I was there, and I'll say this, like my perspective, i I come from a place where I've seen a lot of different states, um, CTE communities. um, CTE overall is a supportive thing, but there was something special, man, about you all in South Dakota, just the level of collaboration between the teachers, the administrators, the school district leaders, the Department of Education, the business community, and like the way you partner with your tech schools, the community colleges um, on up to um, like Dakota State. Right. Yeah. Like you you also have something with them. Right. Can yep, We you talk do. about that partnership. Yep,
1: sure. So we have a partnership built with Dakota State, which is a university right here in town. And they're they're heavily into cybersecurity. Um, it's a teacher prep school. Um, But what we've done is we've aligned our schedule to kind of match the Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, Thursday at the university level. And we're in a block so then the university actually sends their professors over into our building and they teach the dual credit for us right here and at the reduced rate that would the kids get to pay. Um, so they're not paying full tuition plus they're providing the university instructor. Um, I also have a few uh, of our own staff that are certified to teach so they teach courses for DSU in house. So. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a nice partnership. And then our kids also have the opportunity to go to campus. And so if they're interested in cybersecurity, I, I'm a firm believer. It's not our job to hold kids hostage and make them take seven classes just to take seven classes. Um, I need to get them what's required and get them out into the world.
0: So, yeah, yeah I, I think that's 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 so powerful. You're saying that I'm now I'm just curious because I know someone is listening to this and they're like, wow, like. Adam has all these partnerships in the business community, you know, higher ed. Mm -hmm. What can you give just some insights, your thoughts on best practices who, for someone who wants to, maybe they have some ideas of some partnerships they want to explore, but maybe they haven't taken action. Just any idea.
1: I'm going to come back to it's communication, hundred percent communication. It's just a matter of, you have to go outside your box and you have to, push the boundaries and you have to be comfortable pushing the boundaries. You got to have, you know, I don't just go out and run around town and, you know, without talking to the superintendent and keeping the board in the know. Um, but we have good staff. I have passionate staff. They love CTE. They're very good at it. Um, they're they're engaging. They They're good with their programs. I'm not in the trenches with them. Um, I like to be the kind of the global thinker. And then let's figure out how we're going to make this work. And then we go out and we visit and, you know, Madison's not a huge community. It's 7,000 people. It's not like it's, you know, Sioux Falls, it's, you know, 200,000 people. Um, But even in in that situation, it's just, you know, going out and testing the waters. And Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's communicate with people, just pick up the phone and call somebody. Um, I I was a little uneasy when we got started, just because you look at the insurance, what happens if a kid gets hurt and, Mm -hmm. you know, we, but, you know, they're covered, you know, we have insurance and, you know, the Mm -hmm. company has insurance and you have to have that comfort level. And, you know, I think it's just developing that Mm -hmm. and and running with it.
0: Are you thinking you feel like, because something like insurance will, Mm -hmm. will stop people Yep. In their tracks, yeah. And, how, however, I I feel like you're thinking like, well, the upside, the upside to this, is just so extraordinary. Yeah. Like we can't, we should put more of our attention there to the upside, yes. and let insurance be there, if ever it is needed. Yep. Um, in that case.
1: Hundred percent. I, I think that the value of what they receive supersedes dealing with the insurance the insurance is the insurance and we'll deal with that but what right. the kids get out of what we try to do for them is far more valuable in my opinion um, yeah
0: now you you just mentioned something about like um your staff you have a great staff now t- can yep. you talk yep. to me about like your like hiring like how do you manage a great team or build a great team um of CTE educators any any best practices around that you know I think
1: it's I give them the autonomy to run their programs. Um, I'm not in the trenches, like I said with them. Um, I like to know what they're doing. I like to be able to come in and watch and be a part Mm -hmm. of it, but it's their program. They need to develop that program, how they see it best fits the kids' needs and our community. Um, and and I think they understand that that community focus is so important. Um, you know, not only do we run the, the welding and the, the you know, the auto, but, you know, we have a, a, a full-blown restaurant kitchen culinary program in the back of the building where we've tried to build some partnerships where we do a lot of the things with the community. Um, we have a medical program where our kids are out into the hospital. Um, we have a business program that the kids get into the business fields. Um yeah, yeah. Uh, we have an aviation program, so we've built a partnership with our airport. Um, so we have we have a public law program, so mm-hmm. they get intro to public law. I, I, I just think we give them tons of opportunities to maybe find their path when they leave us.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's that's why I was so excited about having this conversation, man. Because yeah. this is for anyone listen. This is we had a a five minute convo at the coffee <laughs> truck basically about like all of these exploratory options that you have uh, yeah. to keep these kids interested and engaged. So listen, my Adam, this has been a great conversation. Last question for you. Yep. It's a big one. Okay. All right. What is your vision for the future of career and tech education?
1: What is my vision? Yes, I want to continue to expand. So right now we give our kids the opportunity for internships, um, mainly as a senior Um, and so our kids go anywhere from going to the law office to be the paralegal to the ag programs in our community to wherever the case may be. Um, I do have kids that do struggle academically and I want to find ways to develop curriculum that I can get them credit, but yet get them jobs at the same time. Um, I want to expand our internship program. I would like to develop some further apprenticeship-based programs for our kids. Um, The sky's the limit. We have to keep pushing, and it has to focus, in my opinion, around CTE. Um, There's such a high need for CTE, especially in our area. You know, I, I just think as South Dakota's the economy is very good. Um, we have tons of people moving here. They're building houses like crazy. It's an, it's amazing to watch. And you probably saw some of that when you were here a couple weeks I ago. Um, I have a son that went through our program here, um, didn't really know what he wanted to do till he got to be a senior. And um, they started doing some electrical stuff in one of the ag classes he was in. Um, Ended up doing an internship at the electrician, one of the electricians in town, went to school, got his degree at Southeast Tech, um, and is now a full-time electrician in Sioux Falls working to get his journeyman's. But he says they are so far behind because they can't keep up with the pace of the growth in the community. And I think that is, you know, plumbers and, you know, electricians and, but even the business field and the medical field, our medical field is going crazy. So I just think we have to continue to find ways to expand what we do, um, and 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 continue to give our kids a good education. That's what's most important.
0: Thanks, Adam. Thank you for 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 taking time today, um, especially as as we're recording this. We're we're ramping up for for school to start. Super (laughs) excited! Yeah, one hundred percent. I know you are. um, But just some key takeaways that I've heard. for, for, for everyone listening, like, don't be afraid to, to advocate for your program and for your kids and get out into the community. Like you said, get outside of that box um, to stretch yourself for those partnerships. But then also, I like how you say you keep everyone in the loop <laughs> on yeah. the communication. You're not going rogue out here, but you're keeping the board, the educators, the superintendent, keeping everyone in the loop on what you're trying to build. Uh, and that definitely helps create that buy-in i'm sure um, so listen uh adam if if someone wants to connect with you is there a way to do that your linkedin or you want to share
1: yep i got linkedin i have a, uh, an email it's uh adam.shaw at k12.sd.us i i'll answer any question at any time i i think it's our job is is colleagues. We're all colleagues in this, and we all are trying to do what's best for kids. And I'm always open to conversations and I can connect you with people as well. So,
0: Thanks, Adam. Well, thank you all for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, like it, leave us a comment or share it with a friend. As I always say, remember, you don't have to be great to get started, but you have to get started to be great. Peace. See you on the next episode.